Welcome back to another installment of the Mecca Podcast. I'm Mark Williams. I'm here in Brooklyn, New York, and we're here with, um, they call him the legend. <laughs> um, we're going to call him the legend from now on, Mr. Anton. Um, we're here with Anton. He's going to talk to you guys primarily about um, Rose Classic Basketball, which features a lot of um, up-and-coming on young lady basketball players, as well as this time with Comrade McCray back in the day. And currently, he's um, working with the um, NBA Cavaliers as a scout to find the next pop, the next great basketball player, hopefully from New York, ideally. But also, he covers the world, and also as far as the scouting is concerned. Scouting is concerned. Thank you. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before we even begin, what makes you a legend in New York City? Because if you go in any circles in New York City, they always want to say you have to talk to Anton. Why is that? Um, I, I first of all, I don't consider myself a legend at all. Like that's. That's like beyond me. Mm-hmm. So just get that's not, you know. Um, you know what, I think I've gained a reputation for treating people the right way and being mm-hmm. being respectful. Mm-hmm. Being respectful to them. Right. You know, and, and telling the truth mm-hmm. and, and, and just being being up front and kinda and being helpful too. Like, you know, I, I pride myself on trying to help others. Mm-hmm. Whether that's uh some young guys you know, coming up doing tournaments. I deal with that a lot of right. people that are trying to get into the business. Mm-hmm. I always take time to sit with right. those kind of people. So maybe that's, you know, that's uh, had to do with my name coming up in different circles. Yeah, I think that, that leads to it on what I was going to say as far as your Rose Classic tournament you started a couple of years ago and it's grown to like one of the premier um, basketball programs in New York City and also around the world for that. 14 years. 14 now. years, right? 15 years next year. Next year? It's just 15. That's a lot of players, and I know that uh, from the training aspect, I know I mentioned it before, but when I see the players come into our gym with the Rose Classic gear on, yeah. that means that they're stamped, that they're, they're legit. You kind of know, yeah, 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 they're, yeah. They're legit. they've been through some wars, yeah. They've been through some dish. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, what made you come up with that idea? Um, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't me alone, it was myself, uh, Cleon Silk High, one of my partners in Troy Lamont. Mm-hmm. We kind of... You know, it stemmed from ISA, actually mm-hmm. going to ISA mm-hmm. and Epiphany Prince used to go with us. Mm-hmm. She's from around here. So she would go out there with us because a lot of her friends, the boys were, were playing in ISA. Right. Corey, Irv, mm-hmm. all those guys mm-hmm. that kind of were her peers mm-hmm. were playing. So we would always go out there to watch them. And, you know, for some reason, I don't know if it was a league or a team that she wanted to play for, wouldn't let her play. So we just said, you know, let's let's try something. Mm-hmm. Just like, just modeling right after it, you know, right. like, like just modeling right after ISA and do it for the girls. But first, my first thing is I had to get clearance from Pete. Uh-huh. Like, I thought that was the right thing to right. do, talk to Pete first. Because uh-huh. I was basically just taking his his things, something he built, and implementing it on the girls' side. So once I got his blessings and I signed on those guys, I got their blessing and, you know, we kind of, we did it right after them and then it just built because mm-hmm. there wasn't, I didn't realize at that time that it just wasn't a lot. It for wasn't enough. No, it was Slam Jam. Right. Um, up in Harlem. That, that was what, where everyone played. Clyde Frazier, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that was, yeah. I don't know very well, mm-hmm. you know, know very well or anything, but I, I, I knew, you know, that was the only other league mm-hmm. that they had been looking for something. You know, there have been teams that tried to start their own things, but they, there was nobody neutral mm-hmm. that would just embrace every team that right. we became. And, and going into your 15th year, you've seen a lot of players come through. Yeah. Um, has the game itself changed as far as the, as far as the style of play, the players oh, themselves? Oh, yeah. What, what is yeah. different? Um, athleticism. Mm-hmm. They, always, they always knew how to play the game the right way, mm-hmm. which, which actually 
I tell people all the time, like watching girls basketball helps me in my job now. Mm -hmm. Because of, like I like it helps me stay sharp with looking for what I'm looking for for in, in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But um it, you know, they've got you know, they now they're matching athleticism with the, the skill skill, skill level. Right. Yeah, like I think, you know, you guys, the trainers, have done a great job with the girls. Mm -hmm. An awesome job. Because mm -hmm. we get a lot of really good players. Right. I know that this past year in New York City, or excuse me, New York State, maybe pushed out 60 to 70 D1 players. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think I spoke to someone in, in, on your staff, and they said maybe 55 of those young ladies came through your doors. Yeah, if we get pretty much from the tri-state area. Right. We'll get, you know. We'll get them, almost all of them will come through here right. at some point to play because it's a proven ground. Right. You know, and, and you know, we got one court, it's not a whole bunch of courts going on. Everybody plays on the game court. court yeah. Everybody's watching, you know, there's music, there's, yeah. there's somebody on the mic, so you know, you really get a lot of attention. We you get a better platform sometimes than they get in your high school games. Oh, without a doubt. So it's, it's you know, they they've they've taken a liking to it and they've taken ownership of mm -hmm. it. Like, you know, we speak to them to players and former players a lot on things we need to improve on, things they want to see and then we try to implement. One thing I think that leads to your legendary status, quote unquote, is the fact that you have helped many of the young ladies involved in roles, um, even whether they graduate and move on, mm -hmm. but they come back and they still have like an ownership, like you mentioned, ownership yeah. to the program. But more importantly, you put them in a position to work. Yeah. And I know yeah. that um, one of the young ladies that we train, um, she's actually a good DJ now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I look at the people that's working behind the stands, and they're actually they play. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that's again a tribute to you and the program yeah. that they're willing to come back. Even some of the people that are old, old, old they come yeah, back and just hang out. Yeah, they hanging out. Just hang out. Just hang out. And they're like, I mean, it's a social event, right? You know, for 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 people, you know, if you love basketball, like that's the one thing that you know when I'm traveling, and I miss is being being like in the gym, just speaking to people, just mm -hmm. being around mm -hmm. the game, talking to people. Yep. You know, like. Uh, that that part of it means a lot to me, um, you know. And then what you were saying, we we really like to to see them all the way through. Mm -hmm. You know, see them all the way through. Like you 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 play with us, but then you could call us for a job, right, right? And then we'll call other people for job. Like we had one of our girls uh, was the head manager of UConn. She mm -hmm. got four national championships, wow. three or four national championships. Right now, Kyle Neptune is. Is assistant at Villanova. Yeah. He was with us in Conrad. Yeah. Kobe Altman is the GM of the Cavs. Right. He started with us in Conrad. So we're really we got a lot of kids that are grad assistants, right. assistant coaches, and, and we you know we we proud of ourselves in being able to help these people get jobs. That's important for us. Oh, that's hella important. That's yeah, that's important. What, that's our job as older guys yeah. to help yeah. the next generation. Yeah. So moving from the roles, you also. Simultaneously, to a certain extent, if not before the roles, you guys had another tournament um, at the point it's called Dean Street, correct? Conor McCray, yeah. That was, that was before Rose. So right, right. We started, uh, Rose is going into his 15 year next year, so it's 14 now. Conrad's going, is 19 now, wow. 20 years. Gotcha. So, so that, yeah, that's been even a little longer. How do you juggle all that? Well, now in Conrad, with, you know, with the NBA rules, that we, I'm not. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there. right probably, yeah. So, you know, we have a young kid, uh, Jeffrey Barrett, mm -hmm. who's, who's taking over, mm -hmm. kind of running it. And, you know, my partners are still involved, but we kind of all oh, let him. Yeah, we let him, because he's young. And he right. grew up in the tournament, he's from the neighborhood, and he has his stuff together and he knows what to do. So, But that's a tribute to y'all, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right, right yeah, that's, that's back to the legendary status, though. <laughs> 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 but when you did it, how were you able to challenge to do that prior to becoming uh, an when I, when I When I did it, we just, because they, they don't run, uh, 
They run consecutive, right? They run right. Concurrent. right. So, so Conrad's in the summer, mm -hmm. Rose is in the fall, then you got the high school season, then Rose come back in the spring. Right. So, you know, gotcha. now, now if Conrad's still the summer, and it's, you know, we didn't do much expansion on Conrad, but that's because that's kind of a community mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. that's, this is his neighborhood, mm -hmm. his mom's still out there every weekend mm -hmm. sitting with us. So, we were able to keep that and not, you know, people ask, oh, won't you do it in this state? That's just, nah, this is, like, yes, this is his home, right? Like, like, we can't, that's not the thing we take. But Rose Classic, we've been able to take and expand. And I got, you know, give credit to um, Kenny Pinnell, KP, who's with us. And he's been able to now take Rose. And now we were in Atlanta, we're in Miami. He's got the Rose Main League, right. Chad, and right, like, right. all the middle school girls playing. So now we have Rose Classic going. Instead of just fall and spring, now we're going to fall into end spring. Wow. And, you know, so, so we, you know, we've been able to, to, to scale rows uh, uh, a lot. Right. You know, we'll, we'll be in the West Coast next year. Like, Pat Alphonse will be running that. He, you know, he played at very, mm -hmm. you know, he, he was a you know, really good player here. Grew up in Brooklyn, he lives in L.A., but he's been spending a lot of time just kind of learning how to run things. And right. he's going to do it in L.A. My man Al Williams is in, um, does North Carolina and Atlanta. You know, he grew up with us playing too. Now he's down there. So now we're just using our guys in those places. Right. That's, I, again, slow back to that legendary world. <laughs> Going back there. I, I don't know if I'm ever be able to accept that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. That's the humbleness in you that leads to your legendary status. <laughs> um, so how did, how did you transition from the youth level basketball grassroots to the NBA? Well, uh, I mean, I always, let's go back to music. Mm -hmm. like when I was in the music industry, it was about a talent evaluation. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, it was about finding a raw, you know, piece of clay and right. developing it, right. you know, and, and I've always looked at basketball the same way. I'm just a basketball fanatic. Like, I love mm -hmm. basketball. Like, mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, I would always, I could watch anybody play kids. Bad grown-ups, like I could watch you play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I could watch you, you know, I could watch you play, and and I just took what I learned in music, as far as talent evaluation and, and more how you treat people, mm -hmm. and just try to transfer the basketball. And it's and now it's enabled me to run our leagues a certain way, mm -hmm. but now it's enabled me to take the next step. Well, you know, first it was EYBF, mm -hmm. and then which you know which helped me a lot, you know. Carlton gave me the opportunity to be around and, and, and be a part of that. And that helped me a lot because the level of talent was so high. Mm -hmm. You know, now I can get to the league and now it's like, I'm seeing all those guys I saw in right. UIBL, now, now they're the coming league. into the league. Right. And, and you know, so, you know, we have a little bit of an, an advantage. I'm sure a lot of teams will start, you know, getting guys that spent some time at that level. Because mm -hmm. you're gonna have to with these kids being able to go in pretty soon. Right. You're gonna have to get guys that spend time at that level and kind of having relationships with those kids. Now, what would you say the toughest uh, stumbling block as far as transition is concerned from youth to the NBA level? Um, just as you, you know, now we have to evaluate them so young mm -hmm. that you you kind of have to project out so far. Right. If, you, if you're evaluating a college player, you know he's only a couple years right. away from right. the NBA. High school players that many more years away, but now you almost gotta like have a, your hand and a pulse on the middle school kid. That's like, crazy. But they don't tell them the middle school. You know, we right. see the, the seventh and eighth grader who's really nice, nice. when they get to high school, yeah. and it, it flattens out. Right. You know, so we gotta kind of determine from that 
area, you know, what what's their what's their what's their what's their trip gonna be to mm-hmm. the league. And that's how that's a little bit hard. I think what would separate you from most is that you played on the collegiate level. Yeah. Uh, you played at a high level um mm-hmm. program at UMass Lowell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you know, know you know what you know what though that like I attribute that I've been coached. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna lead to those guys. Coached, yeah. Right. I've been, I, I've really, you know, and I think about it sometimes. Man, what if I would have gone in this place? Then I would have never been right. coached by. So, so tell the people exactly when you say you were coached by. Well, um, coming out of high school, and, and I gotta thank Tom Kachowski because he, uh, you know, he got me to Genesee Community College where I played for Bill Vega, mm-hmm. who is the father of Stan and Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got there and, and it was a shell shock. But I was being coached by somebody who was a, a coach, right. disciplinarian. Old school, you know. But I had it. I had a little. I had it in high school. I had it with Pat Quigley early. Mm-hmm. Then I spent a year in New Mexico, and I had it with Ron Garcia out there, and I came back to Bob Lake. Mm-hmm. So I always had, you know, mm-hmm. some disciplinary. But Bill Van Gundy was another, another like another animal. Uh-huh. But I learned, you know, I learned how to play up there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that was more of a. Of a, 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 you had to think, right. not just try to, you know, you had to think. He taught me how to play. So then, uh, you know, I remember the story, you know, I'm out my sophomore year up there, and then he was like, you know, you got this school, University of Buffalo, you know, smaller than ones, mm-hmm. not, not nothing crazy. But he said, you're going to go with Stan. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even, you know, like, he said, you're going to go play for Stan. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And, you know, that's his son. So, when I got up there, I got coached hard too by right. Stan. So I've just been fortunate enough to get coached, coached really well. And you, you maintain those relationships with the Van Gundy. Yes. So that led to you yes. being able to know what an NBA eye yes. is looking for. Yeah, because in the summers, like Jeff was at the Knicks at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So in the summers, I was going up to their practice facility working out with him. That's fine. So I was around it mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, started to see the, the level that, that they work at. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I wasn't good enough to play at the level, but. He still was trying to put me through stuff. I think one day I worked out with Charlie Ward and I saw like he goes hard. Just the difference, uh-huh. like, like, uh-huh. like that's a different dude, mm-hmm. and, and you know it was good, it was fun. Uh-huh. So uh, you know, yeah, that was that was a benefit of, and I'm still, you know, I still like every final four I have uh, lunch or supper with Coach Van Gundy and his mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. And I see Jeff on the road mm-hmm. when Stan was with Detroit. I, I got to see him a couple times, so you know, still, you know, and then they have. They have thousands of other guys that are on their coaching tree. Uh-huh. So now those guys, you know, I know those guys. So it's it's become you know a nice little network for them. So that that led you to the NBA or helped you overcome a lot of stumbling blocks that may the normal person may have. Yeah, yeah, definitely having that having him on my resume, right, stuff right. like that helped a lot. So the relationships. So how would a person such as let's say John Johnson is walking on the street here yeah. in Brooklyn? How would he get into becoming an NBA scout? I mean, it's it's honest, honestly like one another thing that helped me out. I went to the um, NBA Scout School mm-hmm. in, um, in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I really just this was before even you know the job was 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 available or even thought of. I just wanted to get that you know I was dealing with UIBL at the time. I just wanted to get that experience, mm-hmm. and then I got in that room and, and they started asking questions about you know how many AAU directors you know, how many college coaches you know. How many agents you know and i realized how many of those people i had uh-huh. i had relationships with and uh-huh. i was like you know what i really could do, do this right you know I, it, it'd be something that that i i could do and um but you know there wasn't there wasn't a real opportunity yet and 
Kobe was just getting in there and cleaning, so I wasn't expecting him to do nothing. But he rose so fast because he's he's amazing. Yeah, he's a survivor. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's an animal. You're right. He rose so fast, and then the opportunity came, and he, he came and got it. So I'm trying to, I'm, I'm not as fortunate as you. I yeah. went to uh, choose a school. Uh, Clara, Clara, um, <laughs> Prospect Heights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how do I, and I love basketball. Um, you you got it, with the, going back, I think I got attention, but you, you, I think you gotta, you know, do the internship, like try to volunteer, and, and, and you know, we got a couple of kids that we're trying to get in mm-hmm. at, at the Cavs, because Kobe's big on that, he wants to bring some kids from here and mm-hmm. teach them, for us to teach them how to, you know, so they can learn early. I wish I had done it earlier, right? but I guess it wasn't in the cards for me at that time, but I, now that I know, I wish I had gotten in the league earlier. Yeah. But I'm there now, I'm trying to make the best of it. But I think the internship route, because mm-hmm. you, you're young, you don't have a family, family right. you know, you can still move around, you know, how you want to. I think that's the best way to Yeah, go. I agree. Yeah, I think I, that's the best way to we're, we're primarily using the podcast as an opportunity, obviously, to give you um, light and pay homage to you as a, a, a legend, um, but also provide parents and, and, and people that are looking at the video as like a roadmap of how to be successful. Yeah. Because you're one of the few that I see in the, on the NBA scale that came from here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here as far as New York and rolls up to the NBA yeah. status. Yeah, I know yeah, it's, 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 it's a hard role. It's a yeah, hard it's role. very hard. It's a lot of work. It's hard like, work. you know, it, it's basketball, but you you know, you're up two, three in the morning writing reports. Right. And, you know, it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of stuff. Speak about that because I know that I watch a lot of basketball from the training perspective. Mm-hmm. I would hate to understand how many hours of basketball you look at as far as. It, on TV, in person, on your phone, or online. How, how many hours do you put in on TV? I'll put it this way, in a month, if it's 30 days in a month, 23, 24 of them, I'm, I'm at a game or uh, traveling to a game. Shit, that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of travel. You get some good perks though. You get, you know, freaking fly miles and oh hotel points, but. but Family. Yeah, your family. <laughs> hey, my family, you know, my wife and my daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to talk to them first. Right. You know, because um, I got a young family and, and I had to, you know, once I told them, they were like, you know, come on, you, we know you want to do mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. We in. Mm-hmm. And they've been in. Like, I'll take them on some trips. Okay. You know, and now my daughter's starting to figure out how to, how to look at the game. Uh-huh. And so, no, I see her running around the Yeah, she's always running around, yeah, running you know. Around. So, you know, it's my family was important. Mm-hmm. It was important, and they, they gave me their blessing, so it's worked out. Good, it's worked out. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine your um, your cable bill must be crazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta have every channel. Yeah, I gotta watch all these games. Like, <laughs> we got three hundred dollar cable bill. <laughs> yeah, can imagine. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, it's a lot. But, okay. Okay, it's cool. I know there's a big push in the NBA, and that's always trickling down college, uh, high school. Um, the analytics. Yeah. As an eye test guy, someone that's played the game, went through the wars, uh, do you squabble with the analytics people sometimes? As far as, you know, a kid hits two for three threes, and now you, at the end of the game, you're like, that really doesn't count. We needed at the heat of the game. You guys get like all your You know what? It's, it's funny because, our, our, first of all, we have great analytic guys. Mm-hmm. Those guys, Hartman, that we just got really good at. Like I call them sometimes. I'm a. I want. I want to see things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I test. I test. You're right. I want to see that. But I'll take that and compare it with the analytics, and I'll ask them. You know, when when we're in time for meetings, like those guys are an integral part of the meetings. Like you know, because 
you want to see where the your eye test and the numbers meet, mm -hmm. wherever they meet at, mm -hmm. and then you can then you can judge to see what you really have. Right. So we don't. There's there's not a lot of debates with those guys because they have facts. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Like they, they, they not facts. They got facts. <laughs> like, so you know we don't uh, we don't you know we don't uh, spar with those guys. Those guys are very important what we're doing. I've heard stories where um and you can't you know attest to it. Where NBA inside the war room, quote unquote the war room, mm -hmm. where the analytic guys are yelling and this person is yelling like he, he's horrible, he's horrible. But the numbers say that you can do this, yeah, you can do that. Yeah, we haven't had that. We that's not that's not our, our situation. No, that's good. We yeah. were able to work really close with those guys. Yeah, man, because they they actually, you know, I don't know how any other team works, but those guys actually go out and watch games too. Oh nah, yeah. these people that I, uh, the the, um, the scout and the guy that I was talking to, assistant yeah. GM, he was like, nah, they don't go nowhere. They, oh, they're, see, that's, they're that's in the boardroom. A little different from us. Like yeah. our guys go out and watch games with you know nah. themselves. Right. Yeah, yeah. They scouts also. Oh, that's good. Then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. They scouts also. So be, be, being a scout from New York, what are the other what are the twenty nine other teams? Not that you can speak about the other twenty nine. Yeah. What is the um the narrative about New York City basketball players on on the NBA level? Uh, overhyped. Always has some kind of baggage. Non-shooters. Um, just those things like that. Like when you, it look it, what it looks like. You know, we our guys have been coddled so long. Mm -hmm. Like that. You know, they've been they've been in in so, social media, the media. They, you know, and I think that is that's a problem. I I think that we we get them so young here, mm -hmm. and then. And there's no development. It's either, it's when you're good, and then then we do crush you when right. you're not. Right, right. You know, and I have a problem with that. Right. You know, I almost would rather the guy who has to work their way up and, and kind of surprises you and takes the long route. Mm -hmm. I like those kind of guys personally. Mm -hmm. But I think the perception is is are those things that our guys are so so much put on a pedestal early that when they don't live up to that. Then you know everyone has a chance to say, "Oh well, you know, we, he's a New York New guy, York guy, yeah." And that drives me nuts right. sometimes, you know, because I know, you know, I still think that, you know, we're the, the every now everywhere else has good basketball. Like right. these places have gotten. What I'm learning now is that everyone they're, nice. they're good. Yeah. Texas, California, Florida, DC area, like yep. they all have the Midwest. They all have their own, you know, way ways about things. But our we play more basketball, and we. We play more basketball, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of kids play basketball because it's popular. Mm -hmm. You know, like they mm -hmm. don't love it. Like they're not, they're not obsessed with it. Right. Like, like it's for know, likes. Yeah, it's yeah, for yeah. likes, and I don't, I don't even understand that. Like, it's for likes. I don't even understand that. So you know, you talk to a kid and, and, and or their parents and they ask questions, and I just say, you know, what you know, is he obsessed? Like, mm -hmm. if he's not obsessed, he or she, if they're not obsessed with it, then they're doing it for fun. Right. Like, you know, it, 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 education might not be what they want out of them. They just want to get, you know, popular with yeah, it. Yeah. And I think we've we've not done a good job with with uh, developing our young kids mentally mm -hmm. to not not fall victim to that. Like, you know, to be able to stay on the path and not look for publicity. Because there's, there's, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, the kid that was at Lockham, Lil Guard, you know, this this was before I was at the Cavs, but you know, they they overhyped that kid so bad. The little kid, the little ice cream kid. Oh, the Marquis Noel. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, that mm -hmm. was a good player, mm -hmm. but he was so overhyped mm -hmm. that when when recruiting time came, 
there was nobody really recruiting him. Right, right. You know, and he struggled mentally. Like mm-hmm. he struggled, struggled mentally, mm-hmm. and there was no infrastructure in place for him to, him to when he came down for him to land something. Right. You know, he had he got lucky and ended up getting right. Arkansas Little Rock. Yeah. 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 But you know, he's running around telling people, you know, if you look at his Instagram, oh, he's going to Kentucky, or he's waiting on, you know, mm-hmm. Duke. Man. They well, ain't coming, Mister. <laughs> New York City or something? Yeah, like Mr. New York yeah. City they was calling, you know, he was calling himself mm-hmm. and you know, even even you look at like the, the, the Jelly Fam kids. Look mm-hmm. at Isaiah and those kids, man. Those the, you know that that thing got so real, but they get to college and yeah. the first time you do an underhand lamb or some yeah. six ten kids <laughs> put that shit on the backboard and you just, you know, like it's not you know, we we those kids aren't prepared. Right. But they've been so, you know, everybody been been using them and their popularity so much and they get the reality is not, you know, and that's only college. Imagine the next the league, league. Right. Yeah, so. I've had the good fortune of working with organizations such as yourself as far as working with the young, the youngins. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you run a program yeah. there with um, yeah. Harris. Yeah. Um, and you guys are really, you, you're, you're, it's a humbling effect on the, on the young men. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they, they get checked early. Yeah. It's not that kind of party mm-hmm. and you've had, and I, I, been fortunate to work out with some of the top players in the city yeah. through the program, and you guys get at it like this. Yeah. That's not how it is. On, that's not how it's going to be on the next. That's level. how. That's that's how. You know. That's what we said. Well, that's what we said when we started with Brooklyn Youth Sports Club because like, they were in AAU before. Right. I know. They were Brooklyn yeah. Badges. Badges. Yeah. And we met, and and you know it was funny at the time they they had beaten. I'm gonna say they beat Texas Titans or somebody right, in the yeah. tournament, right. and they're coming to me. As I said, well, we should have a night deal. We beat Texas Titans. I was just like, what? Yeah. Like, that don't matter. Yeah. Like, Texas Titans got seven pros on their team. Yeah. Like, okay, I beat them. Uh-huh. All right. It probably wasn't the top team. Maybe it was. They go, no, I said they were going to go undefeated. Right. But down the line, they got professional athletes on, in their program. Right. So, they're not, one win is not, you right. know, and I think once they understood that, and I said, hey, why don't, why don't we come up with a model where we don't care what team they play? Like let's let's get out of the y'all should I said y'all should get out of the the AAU thing and just do, do developmental programs right. and then let them play with who they want to play with. Yep. And then they they did that and like seven years later, you know, we still got good programs. Yep. No, no, no. I think that's what's lacking, and I can't speak from the whole world. Yeah. But I can speak from New York. That's what's lacking. Um, I think is that somebody there to check them. Yeah, but they're so yeah. used to getting, like you mentioned, everything given to them. Yeah. And it, it's hard. It's, it's really very hard. hard. And, and, you know, we'll lose some kids. Yeah. We'll lose some kids because right. there's so many places to run now. Uh-huh. There's so many, you know, you could just run to another program and that, that will let you do whatever. But if you're here, you're going to, you know, you're going to, and, and we'll take, you know, the Ian Thurlow's and kids like that mm-hmm. who, who, who taking the long route with a super intelligent kid. Right. And, and, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, Probably working basketball longer than they play basketball. Right, right. So right. you know those kind of kids that that will go to Williams and all those D threes that have great basketball. Right. Our kids don't, don't even know about. They only have D three, but they don't talk. About that league is crazy. Like, like, Williams, Amherst, yeah. Connecticut College. All them schools. Shit is real. Duncan Robinson went to that yeah, league. Yeah. Transferred to Michigan. Is playing for the Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah. Like, that league is real. Man. Yeah, it's real. So. You know, just trying to educate them on that stuff mm-hmm. is has been like kind of how 
we've we focused it. But we do it. We want to do it at an early age. Right. So I think we. I work with the middle school group. Yeah. And some, and yep. some of the high school group. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that at that particular day, a college person came by by prep school. Yeah. Prep school. And they, and they yep. spoke. They spoke about what's expected of a prep school mm-hmm. and what, how you should act accordingly and things yeah. of that nature. And I think that's that information is like getting out to the kid enough of the kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's a tribute to your legendary status and and um, the fact that you know they need to hear the real. Yeah, and I, I think we, we do we we you know we we can we can talk to them as, you know we and a lot of things too, we want to develop them as people like we we're teaching them that you know because our kids are coming to a room and they'll be on the phone right instead of coming to the room and shaking everybody's hand and introducing mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. like that's a whole thing that we have in our programs just trying to. That's simple. Right. That's a simple action could could mean you know a, a job. Right. It can mean a relationship. But you know our kids are so programmed to just come in and be to themselves. Right. Nah, you go in, you speak to everybody. Yep. You say your first and last name. You look them shape. You look them in the eye. Yep. So that's you know teaching them that at seven or eight years old. Then now when they're twelve or thirteen, at least they they know. Right. You know? So whether they carry it on or not, we try to keep them in the program as long as we can. Mm-hmm. We lose some, you know, That's part but, of it. but we've we've kept the majority. How do we how do we get better as a city? How do we get better as a state? How do we have more impact on the on the NBA? What skills do we need on the court that, that I, we I, need? I think I think the shooting part of it is 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 huge. You can shoot, you can play. Yeah. If you shoot the basketball, man, you got a chance. You got a shot. Literally, got a shot. <laughs> yeah, you got a shot. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you know, so I think that part of it, and then I think understanding. How to play defensively? Like I just this concepts. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised at how many how how many kids don't even understand why they're doing all the defensive drills. Like they're mm-hmm. doing so many defensive drills in in high school AAU practices, but they don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Like how to be a good team defender, how to be a good individual mm-hmm. defender. I think shooting that and just making a making the right, right play, play basketball plays. Right. Like you know it. it it drives me nuts when I drives me nuts when somebody takes too many dribbles. Right. I know you as a trainer oh probably drives me crazy. I'm a when somebody guy. just take yeah, take too many dribbles. If you can be effective, that's why I was I smiled when Clay Thompson had all his points uh, on like 57 13, 13 dribbles, dribbles yeah. something like that. That was incredible to me, you know, like, <laughs> like, it, you know, because it doesn't seem like it's possible, but it's really easy. Right. So so you know, I think those things. We have to, I think we have to develop shooters at an early age. And I tell these guys all the time, like, when you're waiting for the trainer to get there, just form shooters. Right. But it's repetitive. Right. It's boring. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the things. But, you know, I, I'm watching NBA players now, and they're doing it. Right. Kyle Corbin, form shooting. All day. Like, as soon as he gets there, yep. then he goes into his routine, the same routine every day. Like, like and, and you know, our kids, you know, there's a park everywhere. I don't see kids out there shooting. Right. Uh, you know, maybe they're in the gym, but they're not like. Because no. if you can shoot outside, and you oh, can, especially in New York. Yeah, if you can shoot outside, and no net, yeah. like all kind of different weapons. If you can shoot outside, you can shoot. Right. So get out there. You know, I just that's that that's the one thing, the one skill that I think we we lack. Like who's 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 the best shooter that's been from New York in the last? You know, uh, I don't. Uh, ben Gordon. But he's like, he's like yeah. 12 years ago, maybe? Yeah, Ben Gordon, okay. Ben Gordon. And you know, like, you know. <laughs> ben Gordon, um, I guess. But, kid, like, but, but, what I've seen, but what I've seen, too, like, and watching and being close to the girls' game, there's a bunch of girls. Oh, no, they wet. 
Yeah, Courtney gave you a shoe. Yeah, a little bit. She gets her feet underneath her Yeah, you know, I shot better than me. We shot a shoe from the But what I'm saying, the girls are better shoes because they talk. Right. Talk how to shoot from the beginning, correctly. You know, you know, my. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say something that may be not popular as far as New York is concerned. I think the problem, and you mentioned it, it's easier to work with the young ladies because mm-hmm. it's less people pulling them to do yeah. X, Y, Z. Yeah, because there ain't no money involved. Yeah, no money involved. <laughs> so if, if you come to our gym, we have, and not bragging, we have a, we have a lot of young ladies that come yeah, to us. Yeah, right? yeah, they have um, a lot of come here. And they all, I'm not saying all shoot, but they can shoot the basketball yeah. to a certain extent. I think that and that takes time and it's boring as hell and there's a lot of repetition mm-hmm. needed. But everyone can shoot. Guys really in New York City, you know, the, the, the AAU guy wants to keep him in the house. Yeah. So they're in fear of losing him mm-hmm. to uh, train a G or yeah. whatever the case may be, like, like you make the decisions. But yeah. I think that's one of the things that's hurt New York City is, is this, the ownership thing or as if we're going to make billions of dollars. It's, 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 not, it's, it's, it's bad, man. It's, <laughs> it's so bad. I sit back and watch it and I just watch these guys and like, man. You just, you know, you hurt when these kids are yeah. and, 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 and they're pulling a wall over the parents' eyes. Yeah, his parents don't know. Most yeah. of them don't know. They think, you know, the, the, you know, I tell parents, you know, if you want to ask me a question, I'm going to tell you. If you choose to listen, that's on you me. know, that's on you. Right. If you choose not to, that's on you too. Right. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I try to just speak to them as, as frankly as I can. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's certain levels that at some point, you're gonna have to realize that your kid is not that good. Right. <laughs> you gotta really say that good. Or, and, and, but who wants to admit that though? Yeah, they don't want to admit that. Right. There's different levels that you can go, you know, like everybody's caught on playing visual basketball, like, no, play where you want. Right. Why don't you play where you want to play and yeah. enjoy yourself? Right, right. It's only 364 Division One schools, man. There's, there's and they a lot all, of colors. And they all ain't giving out free scholarships. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Half of, them, half of them just walk-ons on that team. So, it's, you know, I, I just think, you know, it's, it's, it's a, we're in a tough situation because there's so many teams. Mm-hmm. I think a few years ago, Carlton and I was, like, sitting down and we counted 96 teams. This was years ago. And it's only just boys. Just boys. Just in the tri-state area. Just in, no, it wasn't even tri-state, just in New York. Night or from Plattsburgh, Rochester, from, New York. No, from Albany down. 96, 96 AAU teams? 96. From Albany to New York. <laughs> Damn. 96 teams. That didn't even cover the whole state. Or Jersey. Or Philly. Yeah, they didn't cover any And it's such a state, so... 96. And this was... Five, six, seven years ago, we did. That. And I'm not being, I'm not being on rule. I don't know if there, there are enough players that good to, to, no. <laughs> to, to satisfy 96 no. teams. I, I think if we had, a, you know, back in the days when it was Riverside Galaxy, right. those couple teams, the best players played on the teams and they went and the results were there. Right. You know, now you're playing against a team from um, Georgia or something. They got the best players on right. the team. They right. They're going to win. They're going to kick our ass. Yeah. How do we get, and I know I spoke to uh, several people throughout the podcast. How do we get that where it's like a unified, I, know, I think Munch mentioned it. We get like the best team, New York team that we can put it's, together. It's, it's, I think it's going to be extremely difficult because the egos involved. Yeah. It's just too many. And control. Control. Yeah, everybody wants control. Everybody want to control their kid. They're not going to give their kid to somebody because there's not one person. There's not one person that everybody trusts. There is. There, there's, there's not. Who? You. No, 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 not now. Because yeah, yeah. you're with the cat. You don't move yeah, on to bigger yeah. and better things. But it's, you know, that's, that's not even 
that's the crazy said, but that's not even something that that I even thought about. No, right? I, I have. But it, it, you, there's not a you. Won't, I mean, these guys won't send their kids to, you know, to to a work certain out. team. They yeah, want to send them to work, work out. out. Exactly. We've had that issue with it. Some AAU teams won't wouldn't send their kids to work out a program. It's like, no, we don't we don't care where he plays. Right. Nah, so and so be around. I'm like what? That's crazy. It's free. That's crazy. <laughs> so whatever. But it's like I I just think there's so many egos involved. That even on the girls' side, it's not. That's not. That part of it is not just the boys. Even on the girls' side, no one trusts each other. I mean, well, you know what I'm going through now. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So that's. I'm interested to see what happens with that because it's an attempt to do something right. Right. But the reality of it. It's gonna be hard as shit. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. So I just. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where we go with it. Honestly, I have no answers for that. So if you go to California, there are obviously multiple, uh, multiple teams in California, all the way from you know, the whole state, that's a big state also, yeah. and Texas as well. How are they able to quasi-unify? Obviously, there are splinters off and people hate one another mm-hmm. in all different states. How, how are they able, because you see the world, how are they able to come to there's, a there's a, a little bit? There's a, they're a little better than us. They're not all the way there yet. There's a consensus that those guys want to see, you know, those guys want to like want to see their teams do. They want to see California represented well. You know where else is like that? Oh, DC. Yeah, DMV is crazy. Yeah, they want to all the way through. Yeah, you see like Team Durant playing a takeover. Yeah. Like he, like Keith get Keith get guys from like he does a like he's one of the guys that I look at sometimes. I'm like, man, how do you do it? Like, right. He, he know how to, he knows how to deal with people. Right. You know, he gonna tell you straight, you know how to deal with people. So but here, it's it's not, you know, some people, you know, rather PSA, some rather rent, some right. rather city rocks, like it's it's just different, you know. I, I just you know, people but I think the California guys have realized to an extent that they wanna see California do what like when they when they you know, like I watched a few years ago uh, the EYBL championship, um PCM championship. And the soldiers were playing. Mm-hmm. The little kid from Virginia, the little point guard from Virginia. Uh, the one that just went to the league. Yeah, no, no, no. The little one, the little freshman that's there now. He was on the team. Oh, I don't know. He was on the team. James Akinjo, that's at Georgetown. They were like the guards, and they just their fans. They had the gym full of people, but the, the other Cali teams was right there too. Cheer them on. Cheer them on, right there. So I said, and I have it. You don't see that, right? Like our teams. You don't see that, man. Yeah, they make it real. Yeah, fight. yeah. Oh, they're not even showing up with your So, you know, I saw, I was watching that. I'm like, damn, look at, you know, the, the soldiers are playing with the Cal Supreme kids. And mm-hmm. they, you know, mm-hmm. Seattle Rotary, like, all the West Coast kids are there like, supporting. So it's, I think they do it a little different. There's a, you know, I don't know if one person's done it, but that's just kind of how they made it. How they made it. I was, I was, you know, I was happy to see that. Right. At least it, it's, it's possible. It, yeah, I just don't know if, like you said, I don't know if it's possible here, but yeah. I'll tell you, um, and I'm like, you know, certain people in New York, the women's side are trying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Women's side is trying. to them. Yes, absolutely. I don't see nobody on the men's side trying. And, and I think if it works, I, I think if it works on the women's side, then we can say that the men's side, like, it can, it can yeah, happen. Like, yeah, like, yeah, y'all looking crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it does, so, so we can definitely do that. 
Uh, so where do we so where do we go from here as far as New York City having an imprint on the NBA? Is there a way that we can get back to that level? Well, we have a lot of players in the NBA. Yeah, I just think we have to develop them. Like I was saying earlier, I think we have to develop them from a young age to to have. First of all, the, the, I think the shooting piece is important, but mm -hmm. I'm saying off the to not want to be perceived in the same way that New York City players are perceived. Like there has to be someone different. Like like they, you know, there's a kid, the kid at Stanford, um, Cormac Ryan. Mm -hmm. like, he's gonna get a chance, in my opinion, in the NBA. Like. Shoot but he's thing. a new yeah, he shoots that thing from Manhattan. Ty Jerome shoot that thing. Knows how to play basketball. Yeah. You know, like Ty Jerome knows how to play from a young age. Yeah. Knew how to play basketball. Right. Unafraid of anybody. Right. Had a New York swag, but it wasn't over the top. Right. I mean, kids like that. Yeah. I think those I think kids like that is, you know, will will change it. And I think like a guy like Ty, who, you know, Took a team who went through what he went through last year, mm -hmm. losing to the 16 first round, first round, yeah. Next year, takes leads his team to national championship. New York City kid. I think that is an example that that we need to 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 use. Is here's a, 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 a question. New York City has certain legends. You know, we have the old. We have Kenny Anderson. Yeah. We have the guy that is called Winnie the Pain. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, We have. Um, you know, the three, the three, we have Omar, Talik, and, mm -hmm. and Andre, Lance. Funny, I was listening to something, I was listening to a podcast, the one Darius Miles and... Uh, yep, 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 and they paid homage, they paid homage. They were talking to Dwayne Wade. Yep, they paid homage. They, paid, they was talking about, you know, we was playing Omar Cook, yep. uh, Andre yep. Barrett, Talik Brown. Yep. And, and then you know what I said it too, was uh, Carlos, um, uh, the licensed guy used to play for the Cavs. Um, Boozer? No, the other one. Uh, Drew Gooden. Drew oh, Drew Gooden. Gooden. Drew Gooden. I didn't get to this yet. He, he said the I same thing. He said that, that Gauchos team, that Gauchos and Riverside beef mm -hmm. back in the days, like he, they compared it to uh, the Bloods and Crips. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they compared it to. But we have we have those legendary guys. Do you think that what Todd did and Jerome and um, the Virginia team mm -hmm. will go down in the annals of New York City history as one of the best things that ever happened? I don't know if it will go down as one of the best things that ever happened. I just don't, I don't, it ain't the same as if one of those guys, I just think it's different now. Like, I agree. I think it's different now because the whole city was behind those guys. Not saying the whole city isn't, wasn't happy for Ty, but I think you had to know Ty. Yeah, I agree. I think and those guys, so to, yeah, it's, it's just so much, it's so much out there. Like, yeah. Before, if we knew those guys coming from New York, but everybody else didn't know right. until they saw them at these tournaments. Right. Now, you can kind of like, you just turn, you know, everybody knows everybody. Like, I went to the Iverson Classic a couple of weeks ago, uh -huh. and, you know, there's, there's every NBA team there, and, and these guys weren't, they were BSing, man. Mm -hmm. they, I'm like, oh, where are they going? Like, they just, they just didn't go hard. Like, I, I, I see every NBA team sitting there, I'm going hard. So that's just the bullshit that Steven Jackson was scoring on and Will Bynum was scoring on these Yes, yeah, that, that was that. Right, okay. It was that, and, and I, I think it's a good thing. I think it was a good, they mean well by doing it. Mm -hmm. I just think the kids didn't realize the position that Iverson and those guys were trying to put them in to kind of show them like, yo, you got an opportunity, yeah. you got an opportunity to play in front of in front of you know these NBA guys and it just didn't you know maybe they were tired from all the other All Star games mm -hmm. maybe you know give them that but 
you know, I wanted to see them really compete. Right. And, and it was, it wasn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't compete. They played, but they just didn't compete because I thought they would. Is the competition, because they're so friendly with one another, yeah. is the competition aspect gone? Like, it's I want to eat your heart. Yeah, that's, nah, it's not like that anymore. It's over. Nah, I ain't like that anymore. These guys, is, these guys are friends, man. Yeah. They, they, you know, they, they meet at the camps or whatever. They, come yeah. up, they all come up at the same time. Right. They're homeboys, man. So you can literally see that person every day if they live in another state just through FaceTime. That's right. Look at that person every day. Before, we had to wait till we get to camp. Yeah. And like, all right, you know, I got to see this dude, yep. you know, whatever. I got to see Chris Cochiani. I got to see them at camp. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm ready for Yeah. Like, I'm, you know, but now it's just different. They don't, they don't, they don't have that, 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 that sense of competing. They don't have it. Like we we had that in our ball. Everybody everybody had that big ball. I want to get on the big ball. Yeah, the big ball. Yeah, man. We had that, you know, but they don't have it for more. Oh man. So they had NBA. So what what skill in addition in addition to shooting and and competing? What else are you looking for? What draws your eye as an NBA scout? If you see somebody just talking and talking shit or something like that. Nah, I just I like you could be a competitor and be quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, some guys just have a quiet personality. I like guys that communicate defensively. Mm -hmm. I love those guys. Mm -hmm. Like, that aren't afraid to be heard out there. Like, they're like, hey, you know, like really communicate. Mm -hmm. Like, not fake. Like, we know when you're faking. Like, just saying, yeah, just out talking. there talking. Yeah. We know, <laughs> you know, well, I love communicators. Um, and that's something else our kids don't do. You know, they don't communicate. They kind of, kind of just stay in the shell. But like I said, you, then you can, you know, your motive. Like, I'm into motives, man. Mm -hmm. You got motive. Mm -hmm. I can't keep my eyes off you. Right. You got a motive. You just don't right. stop. Right. You compete. You don't stop. Even you don't even have to be the best player. You got a motive. I'm going to watch you. Then I'm going to start figuring out, trying to figure out a way that maybe a team, our team, could benefit from having Before we leave that part, that, that's Conrad, right? That's exactly what it was. The motive guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. He, he wasn't the most skilled guy, but. He had a motor and he was extremely smart. Yep. He was one of the smartest basketball players like I've ever been around. That's crazy. Like he would he would he would block shots sometimes, like in like on West Fourth games or, or Pro City or whatever. And he would just like tip them. Like he mm -hmm. wouldn't block them. Like mm -hmm. the ones in Rucker where you know yeah, uh -huh. blocking them into the crowd. Yeah, get the crowd yeah, crazy. He did that, but the real games, like he's just tapping them. Like, yeah, we yeah. Now he's like, yo, keep them in place so we can yeah. run. And I'm like, this dude really like, you know, he really he really was a smart basketball player too. Mm -hmm. like, you know, he, he he kind of showed me like, you know what, like, you know, well he was he was intelligent. You know, he went tech. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. intelligent. Yeah. Right. But he was really like a basketball brainer. Good. He was I like that. And that's funny that you described him, not even describing him, not even purposely yeah, yeah, describing him. Yeah, that was it. So defensive presence, yeah. um, communication overall. Yeah. Talking, I mean, um, just um, making simple plays, like simple energy. basketball plays. The the, the, like, the hockey assist. Yeah, hockey assist. Simple, simple by skips. Yeah. Simple basketball plays. No way to be like you know that. Those are things that 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 I personally like. From the training standpoint, I have a kid that's going to, going to do a pre-draft workout in your facility, the Cavs, mm -hmm. and I pull out tennis balls. Uh, uh, Tennis rackets, uh, two thousand, fifty thousand cones. What, what, what do you, what, what do you guys? Well, the first thing we, we we can we can tell if you've been working out against cones uh -huh. because everything is robotic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I saw something on, on on social media the other day on the Rose Classic one. That I, I look at that sometimes, 
and there was a kid, he got the ball right baseline, went baseline, and did a spin move. He had a, as, oh, I see that. Yeah, 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 I see I that. He that's, just did a spin move. Unnecessary spin. Unnecessary spin. I see he that. He just, and that was it. What the hell are you doing that for? Because he, he's used to doing that against so a home. When you get to the block yeah, spin. So we, we, we know, we know when you, we, you know, we, I write in reports all the time, yo, oh, you know, works out too much. Mm-hmm. Because you become robotic. You take two dribbles, you just, your body, your, your body's programmed to just shoot. True, yeah. Instead of you taking another dribble, you're at the front of the rim. Yeah. You know, so you guys can see that off the rip. Yeah, we can see that. Like, so I, like I've seen, I've learned that in the last year. This is only my second year, and mm-hmm. I still got a lot to learn. But I've I've learned that man, this dude just works out. Yeah, yeah, You can see it. That's funny. There's no instinctual stuff. Like there's no instinctual stuff. And and you look at those social media sites, and, and some trainers are trying to teach instinctive stuff. Yeah, like, like there's some stuff you can't cheat. <laughs> you gotta play. You gotta play. You gotta play to get that. Yeah. So that's... when you if you and actually you see it, and this, and I know that um in your program, there's not a lot of five on five. No. Nah, but we do we nah. can do two on twos and three yeah, on three, right? Yeah, not five on five. So I don't think I put down a cone ever at any yeah, yeah. on that level. Like, I don't, like you gotta play. And I'm out there hooping. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that time me and Ty was working, and like mm-hmm. you gotta play. Um, yeah. It's just. So you, you can see right after the rip. Yeah, you can see, see it. It stands out. <laughs> like, that person almost you feel like they got a light over there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, oh, oh, yeah, you work out. You so if he has a train that just hand pulls out all that stuff, you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, like, he's just like, here we go. Man. Here we go. We'd rather, you know, we'd rather see them compete against somebody. Yeah. Like a live body. Yeah. Like, like a real live body that's going to simulate, you know, what it's going to be in the NBA. Right. You and, know, we, we'd rather see that. And you don't have to even... Even if you don't do well in that setting, at least we know. Right, right. At least you know. At least, at least we know. That's why I, I, I still, even though I can't go to EYBL, like I watch it mm-hmm, online mm-hmm. because I know, I know this is gonna tell me exactly what you are. Right. That's what it is. is EYBL tells you exactly what level this person is. Right. It is it's not a game. Right. So I, that's why I like to watch. The physicality of NBA. What 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 must a kid get ready for? Is it a different level? Oh, it's a whole different level. You're playing against grown men. Right. And these men, you know, you know, like someone said last year, we said, uh, in 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 college you got teammates, in high school in pros you got coworkers. Mm-hmm. Dudes come and do their jobs. Job. Yeah. Punch the clock and we out. Yeah. Punch the clock and go home. But that that clock they punching is three workouts a day, mm-hmm. eating right, mm-hmm. sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a real. That's a job. It's a job, right? Yeah, like, a job. So you know, if you're not doing that, you ain't gonna lie. And and the physicality of them, these dudes is lifting weights before practice, right. after practice. Right. You know, like they're getting their rest. They, you know, they they are not a joke, man. I remember a story. Rodman would play 48 minutes mm-hmm. and then go get on the treadmill after the yeah. game. Somebody said that in one of the podcasts. <laughs> They say, oh, you can just do like, they, but they, even the guys that don't play in the game, they working out because that's they, that's their game. They got to be ready. Yeah, that's crazy. So the, the, the physicality of it, you know, you don't realize how strong these guys are. Right. You look at right. a Brad Bill, you look at these guys, like, they can literally move their defender where they want while they got the ball. That's crazy. Put you on, put you into that screen. And, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> walking down there. Yeah, bang, just, bang. and their shoulders are like, I think they, they NBA players play with their shoulders mm-hmm. so much. That's what you see the bronze shoulders is look like on um, shoulder right, pads. Right, right. Dudes just bumping and then you off balance. Shoulders and legs. Like legs, yeah. Like you, you 
you got a good face, like I look at like you got skinny legs, man, you better be nice. <laughs> you better be I just said you better yeah, be quick as a blur. Nice. Yeah. You got skinny legs, you don't have any base, like you just get knocked around. Yeah, yeah. So those are two things physicality wise and shoulders, you write legs also your foundation. Yeah. Nothing yeah. works without a foundation. What's next for you? Um, GM of the, uh, <laughs> the new Seattle Super Sonics team is coming back. I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. I'm going to keep working, you know, working my tail off at mm. this and try to just, just help help my team, you know, as best I can. Like, I try to be helpful to all our guys. Right. And, you know, if they, they need me for anything, man, like, I don't have an ego. Right. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting in a room with David Henderson, mm -hmm. Bernie Bickerstaff, Mike Gansey, all these guys, Kobe. Like, I'm sitting in a room. I'm looking at uh, Bernie Bickerstaff. He's been in the league long as I've been alive. Yeah, he's got like 50 in the league. Yeah, he's been I've been alive. So, you know, Listen, this I sit right next to him too. That's great. Yeah, and, and just to hear you know him say things and it makes sense. I'm writing stuff down, so I'm like a kid in school right, right. now. So you know, hopefully, I, I just you know if I'm if I end up being a scout for a long time, I'm good. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good job, man. So, I hope that, that uh, people that see this podcast and here in New York understanding what you're doing, what you yeah. like is this big, like have somebody on the NBA level, like big for New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, and the fact that you're impacting lives on the female side as well as the male side, yeah, yeah. and on the NBA side, that's like a tribute. And to I want to bring, you know, I want to bring some people with me. Right. You know, that's that's important. I know it's important to Kobe, mm -hmm. and it's important to me because me and him came up like the same way. So, like, it's important for us to bring some people with us, and mm -hmm. that's big with us. That's so, we, you know, we gonna we gonna we gonna start bringing some people through. There's a couple of New York people that deserve it. Yeah, yeah, no, there's some young kids that that are working hard, and there's just some of them in. Um, some of the college guys right. doing well, so we're gonna, we're gonna do what we can. Appreciate that. Promise you that. <laughs> Appreciate that. We out. All right. Thank you. Man. Appreciate <laughs> Thank it. We out. We back up. Peace. We out.